Welcome to Six Pack Discussions, where Cody and Jared take on the biggest, most talked about headlines with logic, passion, and a six pack of beer. If you're listening, we challenge you to take an unbiased view of the world, as we know these conversations are complicated. So sit down, crack a beer, and welcome a new perspective. Okay, guys, we are live here, Six Pack Discussions. Um, today we are drinking a Stone Tangerine Express Hazy, Hazy IPA. Coming out of San Diego, we'll give you guys a rating here in 20 minutes or so. Um, Jared, we are talking about something kind of... Something never talked about, never mentioned, never gets anyone pissed off, the gender pay gap. Oh, I'm I'm assuming you're saying all that in... You know, the research would suggest that my, com- my past comment was completely fabricated, but, you know, let's see. This is so crazy. <laughs> so I was watching videos from 1970s. 1980s all the way up until recently this is something that has been reoccurring over and over and over again yep um so what is the gender pay gap so i I believe it is essentially it's this concept of a man and a woman get paid different wages for the same job yep um and currently an undeniable fact currently it is 83 cents on the dollar is what a woman will get paid to a man. Yeah, I've seen different numbers. And I think in the U.S., I think that's, is that what they're saying? Is the reason is 2020 or something like that yep. is about 17 cents less. Yep. Okay, so I as a male am working the same same exact job. So let's say I'm a, uh, a nurse. A male and a female nurse are both hired at the same hospital. <clears throat> right now you're stating that I'm going to get paid 17 cents on every dollar that she gets paid more. That's what you're kind of alluding to here. That's what the gender pay gap is alluding to. Well, I feel like that's what it's interpreted as. However, I came across a, a source, uh, the AmericanProgress.org. Okay. I don't know if you came across that. Um, so it's really interesting because the you know I'll just read take a little take a little snippet here. So uh, the wage gap calculations reflect the ratio of earnings for women and men across all industries. Cool. Oh, all industries. Yeah, I'm on board. That's that's where this 80, 82, okay. 83 cents comes. Okay. Across all industries. They do not reflect a direct comparison of women and men doing identical work. This is, pers- this is purposeful. Calculating it this way allows experts to capture the multitude of factors driving the gender, page, uh, gender wage gap. And then they go off uh, a couple different factors. And then so we'll get so one more. thing about the um, across all industries, it becomes very challenging because in my, in my specific example, I would say that's a bit of a problem. Same exact nurse, exact same hospital, exact same experience, and uh, a female getting paid 17 cents less. Dead effing wrong. Exactly. But when you look at all industries, and it probably starts getting really hard to even compare like experiences, um, you know, ages and things like that, how long you've been in the field. It starts becoming really hard because I bet you there's some occupations that are male-dominated that are also higher pay. Right. If you think of maybe like a petroleum engineer or um, I don't know, I bet you defense attorneys might be a higher rate of males versus yeah. prosecuting attorneys. Obviously, with men being more argumentative and yeah, you know, kind of yeah. And so, just kind of thinking like through that, I, I, when you start comparing all occupations, it starts becoming a little bit of a problem, right? Well, here's what's also interesting. I was like, well, I, I read that and I was like, ooh, that's that's kind of weird. Okay. And, and like I said, you know, uh, some of the factors. Uh, let's see which include, but are not limited to, differences in industries, what we just talked about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Differences in years of experience, exactly what we just talked about. Mm -hmm. Differences in hours worked is one of the factors. And I was like, no, no, no effing way. So, did a quick little Google search. Oh, part-time probably for moms. Yep. So, um, and this is as of September 7th, 2022, is is when this was, uh, you know, this data, this survey was done. Men worked on average per week about forty-one hours. Okay. Women worked thirty-six. Well, shit, that's like twenty. That's ten percent. Oh, okay. Because I, I I thought that was going to marry up. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, that explains it. But okay. so now we still have about a seven eight percent gap. So yeah, yeah. still bad. Well, that's just one factor out of three you just Correct. said. Correct. Right. As so, far as hours worked. Yeah. So hours worked has already taken up some of that. So does it state there? I don't know what you're looking at there. Does it state why males versus females? Is it that females just end up taking more part-time type jobs? Maybe probably child. I would say, I'd probably say child caring service or uh, like taking care yeah. of your children. So 
unfortunately, there's almost endless factors that contribute to that. But of course, you just led the the number one is you know off. I wouldn't say oftentimes, sometimes. More um, often than probably not. I don't, is it really 51 verse 49 more often than not? Yeah. You, you think 51% as soon as you get pregnant, you, you quit your job? Oh, no, I was mean that more often well, than not, go part-time. women are going to be probably doing majority of the caregiving of the oh, children. Now that's a undeniable fact again. Yeah. That, that's what the data will tell you. Yeah. Um, I believe it is 85, shoot, I, I was reading an article. It's 85% of the time when a spouse does decide to give up their career, and, and it's fo- a focus. Female. It's 85 to 15. Yeah. Is the data. And I had this, this is a pretty cool. Is that thing. what your data told you? I didn't get that exact number, but okay. I got some pretty neat ones. Mothers in the U.S. Um, are more likely than fathers to say that they have needed to refuse their work hours or felt like they couldn't give 100% at work. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of different questions that they ask males and females, or sorry, mothers and fathers. Um, so asking the question, do you need to reduce your work hours? Out of all parents, the average pretty high actually 49 percent. so one in two workers that are parents state that they need to reduce their work hours but there's a 10 percent delta between fathers and mothers so mothers are 54 percent likely to say yes i need to re- have more flexible hours i need to work less hours things like that probably for picking up children i would imagine from school right if you ask the question hey could you give 100 percent at work or do you feel like maybe you're giving less Females or mothers are giving, they stated 51% of the time, less than 100%. Males, 43. Kind of a weird thing to say that you're not giving 100%. But it makes sense. You know, hey, yeah, I left a little early yesterday and things like that, right? Well, I mean, let's take into account of what that what that statistic said, that the median hour, or the average hours worked. That means more than half of the male population is putting in over 40 hours a week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's a lot. Oh, yeah, and I bet the outliers are, are crazy. Whereas the majority of women are putting under 40, 40 hours. hours. Yeah. Um, here's a couple other ones I'll show you. Um, <clears throat> turning down a promotion. So 23% of mothers state that they have turned down a promotion, where only 15% of uh, males have turned down a pr- promotion due to ch- children. And that, that could contribute largely Right, even in the same uh, job kind of field or experience, like hey, if you turn out a promotion, that could be a large raise. So you know what's really interesting about that, Cody, is I, I tried to find some some data, some statistics on this, uh, but I was unsuccessful. I can't speak unsuccessful. So uh, not too long ago, my wife she was entering the workforce, or I guess looking for another job is, is a better, more accurate way to put that. Reentering. Well, yeah, but it's not like she left. She had a job. She was just looking for another one. And she took some whatever. time off in between a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, as she was conducting her job search, you know, she was looking at the, the criteria and the requirements for applying for a job. Mm-hmm. And let's just say there, I mean, some of these jobs, it was a list of 10. Like you had to be blah, 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 blah. Certifications, experience. Yep. Exactly, exactly. And let's say Brittany hit eight of them. Okay, eight out of 10. She didn't apply. Oh. I was like, you know what? That's funny. Anna does the same thing. And I'm like, that's all. You're good. And, and I was like, and, oh. and guys, you know, I, I've uh, moved into a different role at work. So now I'm, I'm actually hiring people. <laughs> I feel like some of these applicants barely cross off one of my requirements and they're throwing in their resume. And I was trying to find something from a psychological standpoint. Males Because over. I was like, no way Brittany's the only woman. Because I feel like me... I've applied for jobs that I'm not qualified for, but damn it, I can figure it out. And that's what the data is telling me is like, hey, I'm going to be willing to put in over 40 hours a week to figure out that job that I did not deserve at that time. I bet you males are overconfident on their abilities compared to females who are probably more honest with themselves Yeah, and say, hey, if I'm not qualified, I don't want to put myself in a position of letting down my team. Yep. Where males are like, screw it. I'll find I'll another job if, I, don't, if yeah. I can't do it. I'll figure it out. Or I'll just... Quit or but, but they yeah. look at the money and like oh shit I can better provide for my family I'll f- <clears throat> yeah you know what that's so funny because Anna that Anna too Anna did the exact same thing when she was moving jobs and you know there were some different positions that were opening up across the company um, that she was working for there was a bunch of them that I was reading to I was like oh you can do this one 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 right because I looked at the roles and responsibilities I'm like oh yeah done yep. but the qualifications she didn't have and she's like well no I, I can't do that because I'm like no you can do this job like it's not like it's that different from what you're currently doing. And clearly, you know, you get more pay, the, the responsibilities you already, 
you are better because you already are an internal hire. Right. Right. It's cheaper. Yeah. And your experience level is already there. They're not going to have to teach you anything. You can learn the last two things. How funny. That's a good little connection there, buddy. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't find, I couldn't go down the rap, the right rabbit hole to lead me to some type of supporting data behind that. Cause surely Anna and Brittany are not the only two women, but no. I was like, I wonder from a psychological standpoint, that could be a factor. Okay. Here's a great one. Um, so I think the best study that's been done recently on this is the Stanford Uber study, which I don't know if you have heard about this. I did not. I did okay. not come across this it. This one is great. So I actually heard about this a while back, um, listening to something, I believe. And I re-researched it um, today or actually yesterday. Um, but this is the Stanford Uber study where um, they took all of the Uber drivers, uh, 1.8 million drivers that have given 740 million Rides. So, in this study, when they started reviewing the 1.8 million drivers um, over uh, 740 million rides, right? Um, They found out that men who drive for Uber earn, on average, 7% more than females. Wow. Which is significant. It's not 1%. It's not 2%. That's not a rounding error. Uh Uh-uh. 7% 7% is significant. Um, and so I think, like I said, I think this is one of the best data pools because Uber does not provide any type of... Um, Discriminatory factors, male, female. Tenure, seniority, gender, nothing is taken into account. It's literally mile for mile, dollar for dollar, right? They do not care. So what would be contributing to this? Because it can't be because you are a female. It can't be, there's no way it could be that. So there has to be something that the males are doing yeah. that the females aren't doing. And so they started digging into the data. They found that there are three major <clears throat> variables. Contributing factors. Yeah, contributing yeah. factors um, that males do that females don't um, on average. And so the, the one of the bigger contributing things, and it just makes sense for many industries, is driving locations and risk tolerance. So on average, male drivers in the data pool chose to drive in locations with higher surge and lower wait times, right? This is like, yes, it's going to be an inconvenience to get into this like major metro so, area. So for the rare people that maybe not, not know what a surge is at Uber, so think of it essentially like it's 2 a.m. at a bar, it's at a sporting event, it's these very high traffic, almost high stress situations, right? 2 a.m. already kind of makes me feel like who's going to be out at 2 a.m.? Is it going to be a uh, married mother driving for Uber? Probably not. Okay. Is it going to be a father trying to make ends meet, possibly? Uh, Likely. Is it going to be a single guy who doesn't really care about what he's doing? Okay. So you see like where like just because of like who you think of your friend group, right away you're going to be like, okay, that's who would probably be doing this. Um, So they're going to be collecting higher rates during those high surge areas and- on that same point, is they're also going to be more likely to go into higher crime neighborhoods to capture business that nobody else wants. And it makes sense because unfortunately a safety. It's yeah. a safety issue, yeah. right? Which sucks. Women obviously don't want to subject themselves to those types of areas. Exactly. Right. Because of who they could potentially pick up uh-huh. or just being in the general vicinity of hundred percent. Yeah. Um so Males proactively, based on the summary here, is males proactively would be actually seeking out locations to earn more per hour. Second thing is experience. Um, so based on the Uber, da- Uber data, male drivers would generally accumulate more experience and hours in the seat uh, per week. To your point, funny enough, they're actually working a little bit longer. Um, and also will are less likely to stop driving with Uber, Uber after a period of six months. So I guess their average driver is about six months, but males stay longer. Um, thus, they're able to kind of figure out where are the more lucrative areas uh, and just have more time in the seat. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing, and this is actually one of the largest contributing factors to the, the discrepancy in pay, is <laughs> the trip completion times. Meaning that the male drivers are more likely to complete a journey in less time than their female counterparts. And thus, the result is really that they're able to be more productive during the same period of time. So an eight-hour drive, eight-hour day for a male and female. A male would probably carry, say, 20 
poles or 20 rides, yeah. rides <clears throat> a female would only do 16. And this is mainly contributed to the fact that males drive faster. Shout out to our insurance rates. <laughs> More risk. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so going through that, I feel like that's some hard non-negotiable data. I would say it's irrefutable, right? It, it's it's a perfect data set and it's massive. This is a company. I would you say like what? 1.7 million drivers and 850 million rides, whatever it was. I mean, it yeah. was clearly a large sample size, right? It, that's like a population data set. It's not even like a sample. Yeah. And it's, it's beautiful because it doesn't take into account any other factors other than money earned. Yeah. Money earned by mile. Yeah, sure. Well, it's perfect. Right there where we don't take into account any other factor, 7% right there. So what is Uber supposed to do? Should they subsidize female drivers by 7%? I mean, no, because then they would be incentivized to actually probably work less, right? Because now they can, if they're all right with the current pay or whatever it may be, as soon as you start providing an incentive you like know, that. That's an actually interesting take because Uber is not a traditional eight to five. You, you can work 24 hours a day if you so choose. Uh-huh. So what that tells you is based on this study, at least based on the data, what it's telling us is that women are okay with earning X and men are okay with earning X times 1.07. Perfect. Exactly. And it's funny is one thing that wasn't in here, but when I remember listening to this is males, they noticed during that last hour of service that males more were more likely to pick up one more ride and go over the normal time period they would normally quit and turn off the app. And so what that tells you is that males, if they see a, a, a slightly more lucrative call come in, they're going this, man, I've already been working 10 hours. But I, shit. I would love to go it's home. It's an airport ride. I get the $4 Boom. surge. Okay. Boom. Females are like, I got to get home to the kids. Yeah. I got to go make sure I'm picking up somebody. I got to, they have responsibilities that seem to be outside of the realm for some of these males. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense to me. All right. I, I mean, it makes sense just from how men and women are foundationally wired at birth. Oh yeah. Yeah. Caregivers versus <sighs> idiots. I don't know. What, what do you call males? What, what's the difference? It's like we, we were just wired to well, just well, go, Think go, about go, all go. the factors. <laughs> it says we put ourselves in risky situations. <laughs> we inconvenience the shit of ourselves and we drive really fast. <laughs> 2 a.m. Yeah. Yep. Picking up kids from the club that are going to throw up in my car. So, so yeah, it's, it's idiots, but it's also how we're wired to be providers. Yeah. I think hitting that number and maybe hitting the next number, it's always about more almost. You know, I, I think that might be kind of the male kind of at least from this point they're always yeah. they're always like hey maybe a little bit more what would happen if i did this yeah and, and females are like hey i'm uh, at least in this context like guys it's 5 p.m i gotta get home i gotta mm. go do other things um i made my day's salary i'm good uh, no I, I love that um anything else when you were researching uh before we get into maybe a beer ranking here you know from from a sheer data and statistics uh I know that was a lot to take in, guys, over the last few minutes. That Those are really the hard-hitting factors. I, I was just kind of blown away on what's taken into account. And then why no second-order data? It's it's really frustrating because, like many of these topics that we discuss, it seems like, depending on the source, you can definitely tell their agenda. You can definitely tell what narrative they're trying to push. What Would about, you say that's pretty consistent? 100%. What about, um, I think you were kind of telling me a story about... Uh, job review so i'm hiring for for two new positions as we speak and i've been in resume hell the last you know two weeks let's just for round figures let's call it 100 resumes over the last two weeks fair fair size fair sample i shit you not cody what's the percentage breakdown i bet less than 10 percent are women okay guys okay so this is a sales job exactly sales job Male dominated field. Yep. There are fields out there. And, and one thing that I wanted to go, oh, sorry, were you done? Sorry. Well, it was just so frustrating because, and of the 10%, <clears throat> 1%, one, yeah. one was only because I have this objective in my head. I yeah. brought her to an in person interview. Yeah. And unfortunately, I wasted her time. And, and yours, that you might not have. And mine, yes. Yeah. And because this is, I wasn't, I'm not going to square peg round hole this. Like I said, I am just looking for diversity. You were looking for a rounded square. Like yes. Something that was yeah. already ready to fit and yep. you could mold it better. Um, 
I love that. Like, but that's the challenge, especially in certain job roles. It's just dominated. And one thing I was reading through is, so uh, a recent study by, I think, a, uh, one of the labor, federal labor agencies. You know what? Before we get to this, let's do a beer review because we kind of skipped out on that. Yep. So as Cody introduced this, this is a Stone's Tangerine Express Hazy IPA. Uh, looks like it's about 6.7% ABV. Um, any any write-up? Oh, perfect. <clears throat> oh, gosh. I you hope it's this? not like last week's. <laughs> you, want, right. you got this one? Go for it. Yeah. So... This creation's uniquely hazy appearance is a credit to the glorious whole tangerine puree in every batch. Using the whole fruit allows us to harness every bit of its natural depth of character from the juice to the zest and everything in between. Add just the right amount of pineapple and being stone, a lot of hops, and this beer is rounded off in an amazingly hazy, amazingly hazily citrusy tasty paradise of flavors and aromas. You know, don't get me wrong, that was way easier. That was easier until the end. Of course, it kind of tripped me up. But, dude, I still find myself laughing over last week's. All those words that you had to read, I felt so bad. They weren't real words, I feel like. Like, they were words no one's ever used before. Uh, Somebody pulled up a dictionary and said, what's a synonym for war X? Yeah, the source, yeah. 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 No, uh, um, what are you thinking for the ranking on this, man? Have you ever had this before? I think I've seen this. I've never had I have. It. I have. You know, honestly, I think this is solid. Real, I actually like Stone a lot. I think this is. Uh, Tangerine puree in every batch. I think this is 3 9 all day long. I like it. Where are you at? Honestly, your 3 9 kind of threw me off because I like it a lot. Oh. Did, did I, did I kind of. Peg you on there? You anchored me a little lower Anchor. than I thought. That's what I was looking for, not Peg. 4-2. Four 4-2. Two. Four two. Yeah, I think this is a great IPA. Um, I think it's not too fruity. So, and 6-7 is perfect for an IPA. It's a little lower. Uh, yeah, Dude, I, I recommend it. So, sure. I actually uh, got this out of a value pack, or not a value pack, a uh, variety pack. If you guys haven't noticed, <clears throat> Jared probably mentions value pack, probably mentions Costco. He probably mentions, you know, most Big Costco, places... Yeah where you can buy beer in bulk and at discounts. He's a frugal and economical <laughs> say, shopper. Efficient. I mean, how, how often have we <laughs> talked about the hit that we've taken to the grocery store? It's called efficient. <laughs> he shopper. says efficient. I say frugal, but... <laughs> tomato, tomato. Anyways. <laughs> if it doesn't come in a value pack, we're not getting it from him. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little truth to that. But anyways, um, so in Stone's variety pack there at Costco, there is a triple IPA. I didn't know they made that. Neither did I. 12% or something? It is, I thought it was 10.8. 10.8%. I had one. Uh, I think Saturday. That's like. Three, or Sunday when I was watching football. That's like three light beers. It tastes like it. Like you like are drinking three cans at the same time almost? Yes. Like you, so you know how like whenever you're, hap- you're sipping a, uh, like a hard drink? Yeah. Oh, really? It's not that. Okay. But there are definitely elements to that. So almost think of it, rather than like whiskey on the rocks, you know, almost like a, a Jack and Coke. Yeah, it's sippable. It's sippable. It's not like drinkable with this beer. I mean, dude. Really? You got a couple more of them, I assume. Yeah, yeah. 10.8%. It's it's no joke. Too It'll much, put some hair on your Too chest. much for an hour, I think, for three of them. It would honestly, we would have to push the Tuesday episode to Saturday, and we would have to be a two-hour episode because yeah. you couldn't understand us. At that third beer. 100%. Okay, so um, one thing I was going to go through is I saw this really great um, analysis done by this lady. Okay. So she was saying, hey, guys, um, the gender re- or the gender pay gap is real, but she puts a, the primary of the blame on the occupation selection on women. She, she pretty much says, hey, guys, looking at women – Graduation rates from four-year bachelor degrees, women are higher. Mm-hmm. Women are, I think it's like 55 to 60% of the bachelor holders in America right now every year. So that means that women are more educated than males. Makes sense, right? But here's the issue. If you dig one level deeper on what is that four-year degree in, let's look at the five, the top five. Guys, I, this is from memory here. I'm not even looking at my PC at this point. But... From memory, humble brag. 
what from memory? Humble brag. Oh, well, I, I, I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying this is from memory. I don't know if I'm gonna get all five. Yeah. Um. So from memory, the top five salaried degree programs, and I'm gonna give you some shot. I'm, I'm gonna give you kind of like probably plus or minus five percent. I'm right on this, but the top performing degree is a petroleum engineer. I can see that. I think most people have heard of that degree. That's essentially like an oil and gas line engineer that we want to be high paid. Like these guys are really essential to energy production. 76 male, 76% of people in that field, guys, again, plus or minus 5%, I could be slightly off here, but 76% male dominated graduation field. So right away, you already have an outlier there. And then you have multiple different degree programs. And out of the top five, only one of them has a higher female rate than than males. I'd say probably what nursing. No, it's not even nursing because nursing is not a top five. I would assume I would assume they would have came in at five. I feel like I know a lot of people that graduate nursing. Uh, no, maybe I misunderstood. I'm sorry. Yeah, top dollar value. Ah, got it. Right, so, so it's not a top dollar. Yeah, so top top dollar, which nursing is a high uh, pain field. I'm gonna go veterinarian. Nope, no, mm, no. Yeah. So because I feel like that'd be a top earner, and I feel like yeah. that's kind of female dominated. So th- anyway, so those are the f- I, I I didn't go through all five because I can't remember, but I remember petroleum engineer, and then I just know that out of the top five, only one of them has females as more likely to be in that field than males. Then if you look at the bottom salary or bottom earner degrees psychology like communications communications um social working education early education yeah so i remember all these ones of course all or sorry four out of the five the exact reciprocal almost yeah were female dominated degrees one of them had more males and females so right away, when you look at these uh, females and males that are graduating from four-year degrees and they're going into their respective fields, you're already going to have a pay gap just based on the degree field that they graduated with. So it's really interesting, and I'm, and I'm happy you brought that up because I feel like it further supports the point of, depending on the publication that you read, you could tell the agenda that they're pushing. So prime example. The headline could easily read, despite higher education levels, men still make more. It's like, okay, but let's take it one step forward. Are these in bullshit art history degrees or are they in business degrees, right? Uh, uh, The letters BA or BS or MA or MS or MBA, they're just letters unless you actually apply it into a fruitful, into a prosperous field, right? Like you go into social work knowing you have a very servant heart and I'm not knocking that. No. But because of your servant heart, you know you're going to sacrifice high earning potential. Yeah, and also it's just going to be slightly... The day you declare for early education major, you forfeit an opportunity for a six-figure job. And I also say there's a skills gap there. Like I don't think everybody's built to become a petroleum engineer. No. Not everybody's built to be an actuary in an insurance company. No. Like that's a mathematical genius that ends up in that job. Yes. Well. If, Talk about a job I would never want as an ex- actuary. Exactly. So let's That say, sounds like my personal hell. That's 1% of 1% of graduates want to be an actuary. Well, if you only have that small little pool of population that wants to do that, to attract people like that, which you insurance companies have to. a shit ton of money. Bingo. And that was one of the four was uh, mathematics, oh. mathematical, ma- mathematic. Uh, <laughs> oh, applied mathematics, probably. Bingo, yeah. which turns into actuaries, essentially. Why did I say fi- I yeah. finance components, but yeah. yeah. It's applied mathematics, um, yeah. Okay, one thing I want to get into, and then we start getting into our opinions here, is soccer. I know. Football? Football, as it's known everywhere else for our non-American listeners, but... Shout out Canada. <clears throat> shout out Canada. Shout out Uganda. You shout Ooh. out China. Yeah. Do we have Uganda and China listeners oh, now? yeah, buddy. And Rwanda. Oh, shit. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I don't know if they're trolls or not. But. <laughs> so, soccer. So, I'm sure this is probably who's brought the gender pay gap to the forefront of the news. Yes. Now oh, you're on the same page, buddy. Okay. I thought you were going to go all 
analogy and metaphorical. I mean, you're talking no. very literal U.S. women's national team uh-huh. versus U.S. men's national there team. There we go. So this is, I think this is they, Megan, Megan Rapinoe. Rapinoe, right? Rapinoe. She's really been a, an advocate oh, for yeah. women's pay. Um, and, and respectfully so, it makes sense, right? Like she's like, hey, looking around, she's like, hey, I've got like gold medals. I've got World Cups. And I'm still making less than the males team. Mm-hmm. Who don't have those same qualifications or, or resume, like, resume. If you will. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. She's like, why am I earning more, less? And I'm like, okay, this is kind of getting weird because at this point, after year after year, a women's team should see some significant gains in money. Reasonable. Right? Well, I didn't realize that they have player unions, right? Soccer teams, and I guess almost all sports have unions, and they have a negotiated pay rate. And the male team and the female team have two different unions, and they negotiated different contracts for their player unions. The women's team decided to go for what they negotiated is a base salary of about $100,000 a year. This also includes performance-based bonuses based on playing, based on wins, based on things like that. It also includes insurance, mm-hmm. like health care benefits. Full benefits, yep. Guess what the men's team includes? Like, it's like bare bones. I was saying none of that. Maybe salary. Nope. <laughs> wow. Okay, what? They're 1099s, essentially. Really? Bonus per play. So if you're not playing, you don't get paid. Even if you're on the bench, you don't get paid. Showing up for a game, don't get paid. So you get paid per play for a bonus. And then for wins, you get bonused out. Hmm. Okay? Okay. You do better, you make more. Bingo. They negotiated for that. Yet they still earn more money because they are they, they essentially said, hey, we'll take on the risk. So it's almost like, I know I'm not qualified to earn this money yet, but I'll figure it out and I'll make a couple wins to make some more money. <laughs> That's ex- it, it almost is. It, 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 it's a stretch, but I don't feel like it's too far of a stretch, right? It's very similar to Uber. They figured it, they just figure it out. And so I was thinking, this is interesting. Now, where the biggest, now I'll get into this because I think there was an outlier here, which I'm not saying I'm for or against yet, but here's the issues. Those contracts were negotiated about four or five years ago, mm-hmm. and they've been into effect. And, of course, the players agreed to those contracts, and now they're essentially stating that they think they should have been made more during those five years because the men's team ended up earning more money. You really shouldn't be going back on a contract like that because you received all the benefits and the other company or whatever it may be took on the risk. So let's say let's say the US Women's National Team Association. Yeah. Let's say the women's team didn't kick ass, you know, all these years for the last four or five years. Like, ah, you guys kind of shit the bed. I'm I t- want my money back. Exactly. See, that's you no one would ever think that's okay. Right. So why would the reverse be true then? Exactly. It's a headline? It's not that's yeah. So here's the only thing that gets a little, now this is where it gets a little dicey, is FIFA pay. So FIFA is the World Organization of Soccer, mm-hmm. I don't know, organizing body. They're the guys that essentially run the World Cup and like the tournaments. That's the big one. Yeah, yeah the big one. The World Men's World Cup Grand Pot Pie Prize. Grand Prize, yeah. Yeah, it's $400 million and the females is $30 million. And is that based off sponsorships, viewers, et cetera? Yes. I'm assuming. So hold on. Is, does the U.S., are they the governing organization, governing body over FIFA? Nobody. No, it's, a, it's like a. Like its own entity, right? Yeah. So I, I, the U.S. doesn't really have control of this. Neither do the players unions. Essentially, each team, each uh, country's team mm-hmm. says, hey, we would like to participate in FIFA this year in the tournament. And if you qualify, you can. So we can decide not to if we don't want, you know, to do that money, of course. But FIFA organizes it. They get all the, they get the ad revenue. They get all that stuff. Yep. So that that's the only thing that's kind of, but unfortunately, I feel like that's out of control. Like, guys, if, if the men's FIFA championship just gets more viewers, like, how, how, well, do, you, this, how do you? This almost goes back that? to, you know, your example earlier as far as, you know, kind of working moms choosing to leave the industry. Yeah. To go raise a child or whatever that case may be. 
what is the business supposed to do? You didn't network for 10 years. You didn't refine your skill set. You didn't learn new skills, new business applicable skills. What, what are they supposed to do? Well, right now we know what happens in the pro leagues in the U.S., right? It's like the WNBA, and we talked about this. We did. They subsidize, right? They get subsidized, they get subsidized by the NBA. For all intents and purposes, it's a tax write-off for the NBA owners, oftentimes. So what, what do you think about this? So with the soccer analogy, because the women are saying that they are getting paid less for doing the same work, if not more. In the current climate, and we talked about this in an earlier episode about you know people moving in from one division to the next division based on their gender. Do you think any of the females on the on the female U.S. team could compete at the same level as the men's U.S. team, like physically? No. Like, do you, how, how big of a difference do you think it is? If I had to give it like a percentage, I would probably say thirty percent minimum. So should they, so they're not really doing the same job. Well, right. So, okay. Well, hold on. Cause output. Hold, hold on. So they're still playing soccer. Yeah. They're still playing a sport. Yeah. However, they're not playing it at a level to where it garners ad revenue, sponsorships, viewership. So they are doing the same job. They're just not doing it at a level that garners attention. Well with, well, any, with any job, you can do the job, but I think everybody that listens, they would agree they have top performers and low performers for every type of role, right? Like, okay, for example, let's say nurses. Okay. Pretty similar. Like I would say most nurses are going to be pretty similar. Let's say a nurse is at a hospital. But I bet you there are people that get top customer service Stars, let's say five star customer service reviews with this nurse, and there's some nurses that probably provide one to two star customer reviews. So every single role have high performers and low performers, no matter what, and hopefully compensation kind of follows that. So I'm just thinking with the solid the soccer thing. If what do you, what do you think here is this so, <clears throat> complicated almost? So so here's where I'm at. Every country has undeniably, I I don't care the most extreme feminists, I would welcome this conversation. Every country has undeniably recognized that men and women are different from an athletic standpoint. And the reason I say that is because all these countries that have U.S. men's national team usually have a women's national team. Yeah. So they have recognized by their action that they agree that clearly men and women are different because they said, hey, you're all equal. They don't have like a people's team. Exactly. They have a men's team and a women's team. The U.S. national team, not men's or women's. So with that, you have, I guess to your point, you've agreed, yes, it's the same sport, but it's it's performed at a different level. And I I just feel like the compensation should follow the level. I mean, the the horrible, infamous story for that. I mean, didn't a 15-year-old team, 15-year-old boys team? Texas soccer team beat the women's team. So you have a, 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 I honestly, I don't even want to say men's, a boys, 15-year-old boys, yeah. boys soccer team. I, that's high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beat, Freshman, sophomores. Yeah. Beat the U.S. women's soccer team, I think, three times. Yeah, it was like seven to nothing, too. It was bad. And so those <clears throat> boys didn't receive compensation. And they, maybe some of them are on the men's team now. I don't know. But it's just one of those things like, should they be requesting the same pay? I just don't know if they can. No, because you're not performing at the level. You are doing the same job, but you're performing at a different level. It's almost like your skills or your experience are not, like you're 10 years behind or four years behind. Okay, so even the contracts aside, because they agreed to a contract that get, pays out less. Because mm-hmm. they, and this makes sense, right? Some people prefer a salary guaranteed. insurance guarantee. And some people want to bet on themselves. Exactly. Sales professionals, for example. Bingo. And that's why, to your earlier point, male dominated. Despite me wanting, damn near begging the industry to give me a qualified female applicant, 
It's just not in their inherent nature. Okay. Okay. I'm going to ask my last question. Then we start getting your <coughs> opinions here. My last question for you is, is if the gender pay gap is something that is <sighs> institutional, systemic, something that is bigger than a one company, bigger yeah. than a one-off. Yeah. Like just everywhere. And, and it's something that is business owners, club owners, soccer team owners are doing this on purpose to keep, certain genders down, certain groups down. If I, as a business owner, let's say I open a business tomorrow and I need 10 employees, right, for a warehouse job. And I know that I can pay certain groups of people 18 cents less per dollar. Who am I hiring? The person that, okay, let's, let's sorry. I can pay somebody, uh, uh, shit, $10. Okay. Or I can pay somebody $9 an hour. <clears throat> Same job. Exact same job. Pay $9. Why? It increases my bottom line. My margins go up. Yeah. So wouldn't that mean that you would just always hire females if you can pay them less for the same job? Yes. So wouldn't women in unemployment be zero and men in unemployment be higher? At all times. If I can pay someone, it's essentially a race to zero. I mean, that's what a salary negotiation is. It is a zero-sum game. I know it sounds bad, but... The hiring authority, the the owner, whatever. They want to pay less. They want to pay less and you obviously want more. Yeah. And you just have to figure out, you know, where your left and right boundaries are and see if there's a marriage. So if, if business owners, if they knew, if there was like this systemic problem, if there, if there was this general consensus between people that own businesses, if they knew, hey, we can pay females less, wouldn't they only hire females? Or is there maybe more variables here at stake that they have to take into account? Right, that we just talked about, mm-hmm. right? Staying more hours, possibly coming in at 2 a.m., uh, traveling, all these things that possibly come into effect. They're like, hey, unfortunately, I have to pay people more and also make sure that they have certain qualifications that you were mentioning. And now I'm only getting certain resumes coming in, 90% males mm-hmm. that want to do these, you know, stupid things. Hell, how many females do you think go to oil rigs? Less than Out in the 10%. middle of the ocean. Less than 5%. Less than 10%. <laughs> Why? Because you could get your arm ripped off. Well, so you have to be away from your family. There we go. These The guys on the oil rigs, rigs are 23-year-old kids. Graduated and said, I'm going to go make a shit ton of money. And then the 23-year-old female's like, I'm going to go to college and not risk my life out in the middle of the ocean mm-hmm. for six months at a time. For a massive, because these guys are making $100,000 in eight months. Yeah, I was saying, for, I thought it was six, but yeah. yeah six months, months, eight months, yeah, whatever. I mean, you make a shit ton, you work your ass off oh, yeah. for those six months. 10, 12, 14 hours a day, not allowed to leave. A lot of people don't realize that. They're not allowed to leave the oil base. They're on. They're on there 24 7 because you never know when there's an emergency. Mm-hmm. So, guess what? You get one day off Sundays and, and you're sleeping. You're playing video games and sleeping. So, knowing that, and asking the question, if I was a business owner, why wouldn't I just hire women for the same job? It doesn't make sense, right? It, like it, the economics don't make sense. I mean, it's it's almost, let's make a full circle to the soccer analogy. You mean to tell me these greedy bastard soccer team owners? Let me get this straight. So I know I have this prize pool of 400 million, but if I can only pay them 30, I can profit. 370 million? Why the hell wouldn't I do that? Oh, I see what you did there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost like the age old saying, you get what you pay for. And I'm not saying, oh shit, oh God, that came off horrible. Um, I'm not saying. I can't edit that out, buddy. I know. I want to clarify though. With athletes, with, hell, let's go back to to social workers, to early childhood development. Uber drivers, right? All of them. There are certain jobs, and we've actually touched this. I'm not exactly sure which episode, but we have touched this. Me being a six foot two male, I was born essentially (laughs) to play football. Yeah, oh yeah. Right? To where my wife, who loves designing buildings and, and, you know, figuring out different architecture methods and shit like that. Literally since she was a little girl, she was born to be a fucking architect. Oh, you're saying that there are certain roles or, or, or jobs. You're just born with 
who you are is who you are, right? And sometimes it does go along with your gender. Sometimes it does because, you know, architects are a male-dominated field. Yeah. So my wife kind of went against the norm there. To whereas... I'm trying to not get in trouble here. I'm trying to backtrack. And I'm doing well, a horrible job. you look at nurses job. and you look at uh, child um, t- caring services. I think those are female-dominant services, right? And, and you can just see right there, females prefer over males to take care of children. Is that what you're trying to say? I was just trying... Yeah, in short, that was... Man, I... I just, I'm trying to get the foot out of my mouth and I'm, I'm fumbling through words. Guys, by no means did I intend for that to come off as sexist because I, I don't believe I am. And I no, think many no. people. What I'm saying is certain people, i.e. men, are wired to do certain things. So as per the studies, we are wired to provide. We are wired to want to put ourselves in risk. We are wired to want to put ourselves in harm's way in order to make more money. To whereas women are innately wired to want to care for their children. They're innately wired to want to be closer to home, to be closer to their families and friendly. Does, yeah, you know what's funny? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go, they're not going to inconvenience themselves. They're not going to go work an oil rig. They're not going to take that 2 a.m. Uber. I didn't realize this. Male nurses make more than female nurses for the single reason they move all the time. Oh, those travel nursing jobs? Males. Male nurses take the highest paying job in whatever market. They don't care. So... The, to your point, they like hey, screw my family, not my like. Least, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, my parents, my brothers, my sisters. They're like, yeah, I've lived in the city for you know twenty five well, years. No, actually, <clears throat> that's funny. Huh? Look, and I know this sounds mean, and I'm not intending this to be bad. Because I travel all the fucking time for work. Yeah, you travel all the fucking time for work, which means <clears throat> you put and I put my work over spending the night with my wife. You yeah. put. Your work, spending time with your wife and kids. Yep. That sounds cruel and it sounds very black and white. And I know you're not intending to pick that. But every night you stay in a hotel is a night that you could have been spending with Anna. And same with me with Brittany. And it's something that we're like, hey, we're it's a, a reward. A risk versus reward almost. Yeah, risk reward situation, right? Our wives understand why. We, they may not like it, but they understand why we do it. But that's Anna how. It. What? I think Anna likes yeah, it. Yeah, the, the bed to herself. She's like, oh man, more room. <laughs> but, Hopefully you listen, babes. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like we, dude. we pick our work towards Brittany, and granted this is just her job. It's, it's not needed for travel. Hell, she goes to a, I go to a conference in Atlanta. She's going to a conference here in Phoenix on Friday. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's very well, you different. know what's funny is I wonder if you did a analysis of business travelers. Oh, that would be an interesting data point. Because I guarantee uh, jobs related to, but actually, you know what? I saw the statistic when I was in the Atlanta airport last week. They were actually marketing it. Isn't that the worst airport? It is, but (laughs) they were marketing it on their uh, signs. They were saying that business travelers on average have 32 or 33% more disposable income than non-travelers, business travelers. So what that means is that people that travel for work have additional earning potential or earn more money. Would you say it's convenient to travel for work? No. And to revert back to the infamous Uber study, did men not tend to inconvenience themselves to earn more? Yeah. And that's why I was saying, I bet you if you looked up the uh, percentage of people that travel for work, I'm assuming it is, I'm going to say 80-20 split, maybe 70-30 at the very least. 80 20, I think, is. I, was th- I, I think you're either spot on or low. As far as male and female. Exactly. No, no, I'm, I'm trying to be conservative here. Well, because let's, let's take into account who travels for work? Usually sales. Sales, business owners, probably. Eh, that's sales. Yeah, you know, engineers. Owners, yeah. Engineers. Okay, I'll give you engineers. Right. And those are also all male three dominant. male dominant. Yeah. All right, so I read this stat and I didn't believe it to be true. Uh, so a client told me this stat. We were at okay. dinner. So a client told me this stat. And it's just by sheer happenstance that we ended up on this pay gap. I'm sorry, on this gender wage gap podcast. Did you know you are more likely to be a CEO if your first name is John? Yes. Than a woman. Mm-hmm. Now that's crazy. Yeah. Also, if you're first born. Oh, I didn't know that. What about only children? Do I have a shot? Uh, actually, I'm first born technically <laughs> first and last born. <laughs> no, it's funny though. Um, first born is 
here. I'm, I'm trying to see if I can find that number because I, I want to know. So you messed up by not naming your firstborn John. John. That gives him the highest. Well, that's a girl though. Exactly. Does it equal out? Uh, oh, if I could, if I called her John. Yeah. John can be short for Lillian. If you think about it. <laughs> okay, guys, let's start <laughs> wrapping this thing up. Hey, so opinion. Yeah. How do we, how do we either fix the gender wage gap? Is it actually an <clears throat> issue? Uh, is it something that you're worried about for the future? You know, you fix it. How do we fix it? Everybody knows what everybody makes. Yeah, you know, this is actually a one law of the, that's one of the pass in Ireland. One of the biggest entities, companies, if you will, in the U.S. Okay, Amazon. Nope, bigger. Uh, Walmart. Bigger. Uh, Apple. The U.S. military. Oh yeah. Every single well, U.S. All public jobs are known. Yeah. Every single U.S. military member, from a four-star general to a airman basic, you know what they're getting paid. Oh, they have a harder job. Oh, they got deployed. You can look up their hazardous duty pay. You can look up their special duty pay. Why is pay so damn secretive? It only benefits the business owner for having secretive pay. Mm -hmm. Well, it's only secretive because people, uh, okay, so two reasons, right? There are some companies that penalize uh, for pay, uh, non-pay discretion, right? So some business, like, I don't think the businesses that we've worked at, of course, not the military. Like, you you could talk about your pay openly. I don't think anybody would mind at your current place of business. I think it might be slightly uh, taboo. Upon. Yeah. But I don't think you're getting terminated for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's up to, I think, most people's discretion. Now, here's where it becomes an issue, especially for private companies. I like it. I, 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 you know, I read about Ireland. So Ireland actually passed a law or they're trying to pass a law about this. <clears throat> I, I don't know if I like it. I, it's interesting that you brought this up. I was wondering if you were going to talk about this because military, of course, does this. You can literally look up and know exactly what people are paying. Yep. Now, there's some nuance to it based on where you're located. Allowances. Yep. Yep. So there's some nuances because, honestly, those allowances would be pretty large. Oh, they could LA be versus Phoenix. 40 grand. Exactly. Yeah. Big difference. Oh, yeah. Per year. And that's something that's unknown, right? Well, I go to base housing allowance calculator, type in my zip code. You can look yeah. up okay. to a dime. Okay. And that's most public jobs. Um, you know, if you're a bus driver for the city, you can look that up. If you are a city prosecutor, I think you can look that up. If you're the mayor, you can look that up. President of the United States, public knowledge. Four grand. Exactly. <clears throat> Anybody in the military. Private sector, though, they've used this. Business owners have used this as kind of a way to, I don't know, probably pay less, I think, to some people. But I do see an advantage because do you think, just saying, you know you have top performers and high performers. Mm -hmm. And not all jobs are performance pay, right? Majority of jobs are not performance pay. There are bonuses and things like that. But salary-based jobs, which is a majority of jobs. I have somebody that's been in the role for eight years, but I had to negotiate a a higher rate to get them to move businesses because they were at a really great job. They've been there for 10 years. I had to give them a bigger pay. Unfortunately, I just hired somebody last year. Yeah, inflation's a lot higher and everything right now. Now, all of a sudden, I just bumped them up. That guy's going to be pissed. So now all of a sudden I'm having to raise maybe say 10 or eight people's wages based on just one new hire. I feel like that's really challenging for a business owner. Oh, I agree. I think it sucks, but it literally only benefits the business owner by us keeping it all secret. Well, no, it also, it also helps out the person that wants to negotiate more often. Fair point. I thought you were going to hit me with, it actually benefits everyone because obviously now the better business can stay in, it's a little bit more financially stable. I thought you were going to hit me with that. Counter. That's even better. Thanks, dude. Yeah. 100%. I bet you a lot more businesses, because, dude, the public sector, the only reason they exist in most cases is because it's taxpayer funded and there's unlimited debt allowed. Most businesses, pro- labor is the number one line item. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me probably 10% increases across the board almost every year if I start doing something like that. That's unsustainable, right? I don't know, man. That's that's challenging. You, so that's your proposal. So the question was, how do you fix gender pay gap? Yeah. 
But now you create another problem yeah. with no more small businesses. Yeah. But that's how you address that problem. So the problem is there's just so many variables. Like I, I get it in the military. It's like, hey, you've done this for two years. You're going to get paid X. Mm-hmm. Right? That's kind of how it works. Mm-hmm. Right? Two years, you could be a high performer in two years or you could be a low performer in two years in your same role. Mm-hmm. Yet you're expecting the same pay? No. So, with transparent pay, there has to be an agreement. Like, you're still a for-profit entity. If you're performing at $100,000 a year, I want to pay you $100,000 a year. Because that's what you're worth to the company. Yeah, but the other guy is going to be all upset. He's going to quit. Guys, I'm not saying that everybody gets paid the same. I I still think there should be disparity from a performance base. But if all of a sudden, let's say... Let's say you rack and stack your, your people, right? You're having that end of year performance review. And you have uh, Jan, she's your number one, but then you have Bobby number two, and if Bobby makes more and Jan knows that Bobby makes more, fuck that, that's not right. Damn. It sounds good on paper, but man, I oh, don't know. Oh, I think it would be hell on earth, <laughs> but it's how you fix it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying my solution doesn't create more problems than it solves. But I don't know if the pay gap is just based like on the gender. We just talked about all these things that the guy is working six more hours a day. They are going faster. Mm-hmm. So all I'm going to do is, is have a bunch of now people that are working six less hours a day, like your average were, mm-hmm. going less fast than the Uber, now complaining that I'm making less money for doing the same job. And now I have to have that conversation, that hard conversation with that person all the time and say, no, you're actually not doing that good as Tommy. Well, shit, man. Like now you're just inducing a bunch of chaos. So what you would, what you would like is to where they don't know that you're not doing as good as Tommy. So we're just living in this false reality. Well, yeah. So that's what you want. You don't want real feedback. You don't want your top performers to be paid top. You want your top performers to be paid in a secrecy. Like hopefully I get a top performer and I'm paying him nothing. Because it equals out my bottom performer that I got screwed in my negotiation initially. I kind of like, damn, dude. You thick, I did not think you were going to go this route at all. It's so weird because I was I read through the Ireland shit and I was like, no way we would ever do this in her in America, of course, because we're not going to force businesses to do that. Okay, so pay transparency. So I was going to go a different route is I think there needs to be more incentive-based pay structures. <clears throat> so I think salaries and, and benefits are kind of part of the problem. I think that more pay needs to be uh, company profit-based. And I think your role, everything is more rolled like that. And, and we talked about the thing in the school teacher role. You know, school teachers, nurses, things like that. I think service in general would increase. We just talked about how shitty service has been like lately. It's bad. Okay, well, guess what, dude? You don't get $15 an hour. Nope. You get whatever our profit is, you get 0.001% of that. And, dude, that could be $20,000 this quarter. Or? Or that could be $500. Largely dependent on your performance. You're single. I get it. You're part of a large cog here. But I think, unfortunately, we've kind of become very lax as a country on our salary and benefit packages. They've just been getting larger and larger and larger. And I think the benefit thing has been almost, like, expected. So I was going more, like, more 1099 employees, more contracted employees. And it's funny because that, that industry is growing right now, more gig employees. I think that is a good answer to this problem, is that we're going to pay you based on what you actually do. So, <clears throat> you know, I actually want to, uh, I'm going to add this to the podcast because a lot that is, you're correct. That industry is growing and a lot of people right now in these remote only jobs are having two jobs, two full-time jobs. I want to talk about that. I'm curious to get your perspective on that. Okay. Hey guys, I think it's been a really cool discussion. I think there's so much stuff that we went over. Um, gender pay gap. Yes, it's real. Agreed. But how the numbers oh. are got, how, how they're derived. <sighs> so, I yes, th- it's real. 
but I don't think people understand the factors that go into the realness. Exactly. I think it's, it really is the, there are variables there that are not employer based. Like the employer is not creating the gap. I think the person's experience, the person's effort levels, that's negotiation ability, exactly. Confrontational it's skills, choices more so that are contributing to the gap, not the employer saying, Oh, I'm going to pay this female less on purpose. Mm-hmm. I don't think that conversation is happening ever. For the masses, no. I do think they're bad people out in this. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. To where they're sexist, they're racist, et cetera. Unfortunately, bad people, you can't ex- escape them. Yeah. But from a systemic, societal, you know, high level, no. No. I, I no think, way. I think there is a gap, but I think it's not justified, but it's rationalized because of the factors that we discussed. 100%. Okay, guys, give us a listen uh, on all the different ways you find podcasts. Of course, Spotify, Amazon, Apple. Also, shoot us out a shout-out on Instagram. Uh, we've been posting some stuff on there. Send us a DM on an idea. Jared's had a good one talking about the gig economy. Is it good? I just said, yeah, we should have more of that. Uh, maybe maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Shoot us a DM on different ideas that you guys want to talk about. Um, would love to hear your guys' perspectives. Also, tell us if we missed something here in this episode. See you guys. Have a good one. Thanks, guys.